Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, October 4th, 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Tom Petty, Lionel Richie, Kim Cottrell, Gabrielle Union, Tyra Banks, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped, childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. To be a caregiver to mom, I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org/caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment and celebrity news and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347 347- 637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T-H-A-T-S entertaining the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14 Stiletto like the shoe. S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just type in T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a gorgeous, sunny 70 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's currently listening on the show, on the phone lines, in the chat room. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And uh, if you want to know what's going on, 
and you want to know more about Blog Talk Radio, make sure you register as a listener. It's free. You just type in your username, password, and you'll be able to get access to any of the shows here on the network, including mine. So, again, go to www.blogtalkradio.com. Register as a listener. It is free. Well, how is everybody doing today? Um, Not a good week. Not a good week. Uh, It started off with the massacre in Las Vegas. Uh, So many people, over 59 people got killed. Over uh, 500 people were injured. Um, As you guys know the story uh, of country singer um, Jason Aldean was performing that night. Uh, everybody was having a good time. It was like a three-day event, and all of a sudden, Jason Aldean performed at the very last night, and all hell broke loose. Uh, he went on social media to talk about how he felt, you know, saying that, you know, at first when it happened that no one didn't know what was going on. At first they thought it was, you know, fireworks, firecrackers, and then all of a sudden... People were saying, get down, get down. And he was still on stage singing until he noticed something was going on, something went wrong, and he ran for cover. He did speak about against the violence, and he called for Americans to come together a day after that gunman opened fire on the crowd during his performance at the Las Vegas Music Festival. Uh, He released a thorough uh, second statement late Monday night expressing his devastation after at least, again, 59 people were killed and more than 500 was injured, uh, which was at the, it was called the Route 91 Harvest, and uh, and what it was called, it's still called the deadliest mass shooting in modern American history. Uh, This is what he wrote on Instagram. He said, over the last 24 hours, I have gone through a lot of emotions, scared, anger, heartache, compassion, and many others. I truly don't understand why a person would want to take the life of another. Something has has changed in this country and in this world lately that is scary to see. This world is becoming the kind of place I'm afraid to raise my children in. Now, Again, the gunfire began Sunday night while Aldine was on stage performing his hit when she says baby to a crowd of over 22,000 people. The shooter, Stephen Paddock, carried out the horrific attack from a 32nd floor hotel room at the nearby Mandalay Bay. Aldine and the massive audience were left scrambling for their lives amid the chaos at the festival, which was located on the Las Vegas Strip. The singer confirmed he was okay and shared his heartbreak in a short Instagram post, which was several hours after the shooting, but went into further details, again, from the statement I just read. Um, it's getting to a point um, where this becoming this is becoming the norm. There's a lot of mass shooting. Uh, we go back to Columbine, Virginia Tech, Uh, the Orlando Club, Sandy Hook, you know, when is this going to end? You know, it's the thing about this country is that when it comes to guns, gun control, nobody wants to talk about it. Um, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders 
said on Monday that this was not the time to talk about gun control. But there's a mass shooting almost every single day. So when is the perfect time? When is the right time? You know, what is it going to take? Is it going to take for 5,000, 10,000 people to be shot up? I mean, when is it going to take effect? And you would think that um, is it going to take where Congress or a member of their family is is, is blown a bit, bits by a bullet? What is it going to take? Um we really have to really get down to the gun tr- control in this country because people are dying. You know the thing about America is that we take our amendments very seriously, and the thing about it is that we live, a lot of people live, and, and, and they love that Second Amendment, right, where it's give you the right to bear arms. There are people who own guns that never, they bought a gun, never used it. It's just sitting in a box, a locked box, or on their mantle or whatever, just sitting there. And the chances of them using it is rare. Um, um, The United States of America is one of the uh, biggest countries to produce a large amount of firearm. We're the only country in the world that produced the most guns. But we don't have any laws on the books to control it. Um, they t- try to they try to get around to it when the children and Sandy Hook got killed. You know where they were talking about mental illness, people shooting people because of mental illness. Some gun enthusiasts say, "Well, it's not guns don't kill people; it's the people that's killing the people." But yeah, but the people are the ones that. The guns don't do anything but sit around, but it's the people that's going around shooting. Whether you're mentally ill or perfectly fine, it doesn't matter. Somebody's getting killed. So um, a lot of celebrities, uh, one in particular, uh, pop star Ariana Grande, she is an advocate for gun control in the aftermath of the horrible mass shooting in Las Vegas that left at least 58 people dead. Grande, remember her concert in Manchester, England, this past May was a center of a terrorist bombing that killed 23 people. Now, you said it's not the same thing, but it's still an act of terrorism. If you are going into an arena or where there's large crowds and you're going to just bomb the event or bomb the establishment or you're shooting, that is some kind of act of terrorist. And once again, our so-called president still has not addressed that this is a form of terrorism, and he hasn't said anything about it. He just said that it was awful, it was evil, but when are you going to say this was an act of terrorism? You're so quick to... When it comes to people of different uh, ba- uh, backgrounds and colors and religion, you're so quick to call them terrorists. But when somebody here in the states who's supposed to be mentally stable and you sh- you're shooting at a concert event, that is a form of terrorism. So um, Ariana Grande, she tweeted out Monday that um, – She said that her heart is broken for Las Vegas. We need love, unity, peace, gun control, and for people to look at this and call it what it is, terrorism. Her tweet came after 
hours after a gunman, again, the same gunman who opened fire on this crowd at the Route 91 Harvest Country Music Festival on the famous Las Vegas Strip. Again, deadliest mass shooting in modern United States history, and in addition, over 500 people were injured during the Sunday attack, which took place while Jason Aldean was performing. He was the final performer. Now, the attack that happened at Ariana Grande concert was a little over four months after a suicide bomber detonated an explosive device on May 22nd outside the Manchester Arena in England where she was wrapping up her performance. That horrible act of terror left 250 people injured in addition to the fatalities. Now, she also helped organize and headline the One Love Manchester Benefit concert less than two weeks later, returned to the city to perform along with a slew of other high-profile performers such as Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, Coldplay, and the Black Eyed Peas. The concert raised over $12 million for the British Red Cross. Now, ISIS claimed responsibility for the Manchester attack. ISIS has also claimed responsibility for the Las Vegas shooting, but the FBI denies that connection. And Jennifer Lopez, she has proposed, postponed several dates of her All I Have show at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino after the mass shooting. And this is what she said in the statement. She said, quote, I am heartbroken that such a senseless tragedy occur. My thoughts are with the victims and their families. She postponed three shows today, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, on Monday, all shows at the MGM resorts were canceled, including the Blue Man Group, Circus Soleil, and Michael Jackson One. Uh, the Hollywood premiere of Blade Runner 2049 and Marshall was also canceled. So it's just a tragedy, you know. It makes people think that, you know, should we go out? If there's a crowd, if there's an event where it's going to create a large crowd, should we even go? It's getting people nervous and scared. But at the same time, you don't want that to happen because at the end, at the end of the day, it makes them look like the winner. So, um, but I seriously think we really need to crack down on these gun control, uh, you know, make it to a point where it's going to be harder and harder. And the crazy thing about this man is that the guy uh, is a millionaire. He brought all this ammunition to the hotel room. And you know what the first thing people said? Well, oh, uh, you know, what about hotel security? That is that it's not about the hotel security, it's how he was able to purchase all these many guns and ammunition all at once. They said the man had like over forty plus guns he He brought half of them to the hotel there was some they the law enforcement went to his house, they found twelve guns there. I mean, how was he able to purchase all these? Ammunition with no questions asked. They did a background check. They seem they claim he was stable, but how was you able to buy all these guns all at once at the same time? Well, I just read that the state of Nevada, you can purchase a gun anywhere in the state, anywhere, anywhere in the state, you can purchase guns. So. 
is this a tragic, you know, but again, what is it going to take? Uh, right now we have uh, 16 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. That's Entertainment has been here on seven years here on Blog Talk Radio. So uh, thank you for tuning in every Wednesday afternoon. Uh, before I go on uh Further, I just wanted to make some announcements. Uh, tune in uh, this Friday, uh, where my special guest will be uh, actress Camille—I um, forgot her name that quick. Uh, Miss Miss Camille Hyde. She will be my special guest this Friday, October sixth at one p.m. She's currently star starring in the Netflix uh show American Vandal. It's supposed to be like a anthology anthology dark comedy series adapted from the film of the same name. She's also known for roles as Shelby Watkins, aka Pink Dino Charge in Nickelodeon Power Ranger Dino Charge and Roxy in Nickelodeon's The Thundermans. She was also I if I'm not mistaken, she was also did some guest appearance on the CBS Two Broke Girls. So tune in Friday, October sixth at one p.m. Eastern, where my special guest will be Miss Camille Hyde. Also this week, we lost the death of a rock and roll icon, uh, Tom Petty. He he's the mastermind behind some of rock's greatest hits. He died Monday after going into cardiac arrest. He was only 66. The free-falling singer was taken to UCLA Medical Center early Monday morning but could not be revived. He died at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, surrounded by family, friends, and his bandmates. And throughout his prolific career, Petty notched three Grammy wins and 18 nominations and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2002. The Gainesville, Florida native launched his Edible, inedible legacy at 17 when he quit high school to join the Florida band Mud Crunch. In doing so, he escaped an abusive father, uh, a charming, charismatic man with a violent drunk streak. Music, Petty told Men Journal in 2014, was his safe place. And though the group disbanded after heading west to Los Angeles, Petty soon found a better venture in Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, for which he served as lead singer and guitarist. And after the release of his self-titled debut in 1976, the band quickly found fame on the back of the success of the single Breakdown, which broke the top 40. And throughout the 80s and into the 90s, Petty and the Heartbreaker churned out albums after albums, some like the 1981 Hard Promises. It achieved more success than others. And their the, their most recent effort, 2014 Hypnotic Eye, it scored the rocker their first number one album. Now, Tom Petty, he, he flirted with a solo career throughout, his, uh, throughout but he, releasing three albums on his own, Full Moon Fever in 1989, Wildflower in 94, and Highway Companion in 2006. He also found time to help men together a supergroup in the Traveling Wilbury. The legendary lineup includes Petty, Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Jeff Lynne, and Roy, Roy Arbidson. 
They all assumed different aliases under the last name Wilbury, and the band in which Petty was Charlie T. Wilbury Jr., they released two albums to massive critical acclaim and commercial success. Now, Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker, they wrapped up their lengthy North American tour just before his death with the band May He Heat Praise upon in a 2014 interview. Now, Petty was also considered releasing a deluxe version of Wildflower, his 1994 solo album, this year, and treating fans to an intimate acoustic focus tour. He is survived by his wife, Dana York, whom he married in 2001, two daughters, and one stepson. Tom Petty, may he rest in peace. The, the, I only knew about Tom Petty in the 80s when he did that smash hit with Stevie Nicks called Stop Dragging My Heart Around. I think that was one of his very first videos. And it and, and from the from what the story goes, that song was on the back burner, it was on the shelf. He recorded it and just forgot about it and then he reintroduced the song and Stevie Nicks happened to be they the band the Heartbreakers was I guess practicing one day and Stevie Nicks was in the room and she happened to come in there and heard them playing sp- spiked up a conversation with Tom Petty saying you know I would like to work with you maybe do a song together and then that's when the whole uh, song came into play and at first Stevie Nicks wanted to leave her own band, Fleetwood Mac, to join his band. But that never happened. But, uh, yeah, that was one of his biggest hits. Speaking of Tom Petty and uh, the boss, uh, Bruce Springsteen, he, you know, he just started his performance, his debut performance on Broadway. Uh, There was a crowd of 960 people who snagged coveted tickets for his debut performance of Springsteen on Broadway on Tuesday night. Spirits were very high, and uh, like the price of the hard-to-get tickets to the show running through February, the two-hour evening began on a poignant note. Springsteen, who was dressed in all black, uh, he dedicated the show to his friend Tom Petty and sent out prayers to the late singer's family and to the Heartbreakers, uh, that's what the audience was uh, had commented and told the media. And uh, uh, his death, Tom Petty death, also draws attention to the dangers of cardiac arrest. Uh, that's what they found out that he died from. Uh, it's a form of heart disease which kills over 630,000 Americans every year. And this is according to the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Cardiac arrest occurs suddenly and without notice. Cardiac arrests occur when your heart abruptly stops beating due to a malfunction in the body's electrical system. When the heart abruptly stops functioning, you lose consciousness very quickly, and that's because the blood is no longer pumped through the body. Now, with no blood flow to the brain, you're going to collapse. Now, the condition is different from a heart attack because a heart attack causes it's caused by a blockage that stops the blood flow to the heart. A heart attack refers to the death of heart muscle tissues due to the loss of blood supply, which is irreversible, but it doesn't necessarily result in the death of the heart attack victim. Now, the same factor that puts someone at risk for the heart disease increased the odds of cardiac arrest. The top five risks of our high blood pressure, high cholesterol, family history of heart disease, diabetes, and smoking. 
Americans have more than 350,000 out-of-hospital cardiac arrests each year, and nearly 90% are fatal. Hugh Hefner, we just found out what he died of. Remember Hugh Hefner, he died last week. Well, he suffered, they found out, that he suffered from a cardiac arrest also, and he experienced respiratory failure. And this was according to his death certificate. But with the emergency medical attention, cardiac arrest can be reversed. And when you use it within a few minutes, a defibrillator that can shock the heart back into a normal rhythm. American Idol judge panel is finally complete. R&B singer Lionel Richie and country music crooner Luke Bryan are officially announced to join pop stars Katy Perry as the new jury on the upcoming revamp and singing competition. The new improved American Idol is expected to premiere early 2018 on ABC after the Academy Awards. It gets reboot only a year after ending its 14-year run on Fox. The original host, Ryan Seacrest, is confirmed to return to revival. Show. And Sex and the City star Kim Cattrall has swapped her cosmopolitan for some tea. The 61-year-old actress had some harsh words for former co-star Sarah Jessica Parker Tuesday, just one week after rumors swirled that Cattrall's diva behavior was to blame for the axing of a potential third movie sequel. Now, this is what she said. She said, quote, at this very moment, it's quite extraordinary to get any kind of negative press about something that that I've been saying for almost a year of no, that I'm demanding or a diva. Now, she went on Pure Morgan on his show, Life Story. It's a British show. And according to the Daily Mail TV, she said that, quote, and this is really where I take to task the people from Sex and the City, and specifically Sarah Jessica Parker, and that I think she could, she could have been nicer. I really think she could have been nicer. I don't know what her issue is. I never have, unquote. Now, there have, has been no love loss over the years between the actresses who portray Samantha Jones and Carrie Bradshaw on the hit HBO show, respectively. Rumors of a rip between the two had swirled for years, and though the show had been off the air for more than a decade, the drama resurfaced this week when Parker confirmed once and for all that the third movie sequel was a no-go. Now, Parker appeared to take the high road and avoid any mention of her former co-star, but her official confirmation came after Daily Mail TV claimed that Cottrell was behind the stalling of the film, which was reportedly set for production in New York City this fall. The outlet claimed that the actress wanted the film producer to back her own film project. This is Cottrell. She wanted the producers to back up her own little project, and after they told her no and they refused to do it, she put a halt to production. But Cottrell denied this to Morgan and instead said she had simply wrapped up that chapter of her life and had no interest in revisiting it. Parker Rep declined comment on Cottrell's latest dig, but for what it's worth, Parker dismissed any claim of resentment last year to Howard Stern. That's a shame. That's really a shame. And you know what? Who suffers the most? The fans, because here we had these. We've been watching these ladies from HBO for for a few several years. They did two movies, and all they had to do was one third final film. But according to Miss Kim Cottrell, she f- says that you know she's getting to a point where she doesn't want to do that role anymore. But that's the role that put her on the map. 
And we all know, as Sex and the City fans, that without Samantha Jones, there's really no Sex and the City. Because for those who had never watched it, her character was uninhibited. She was, she loved the men. She wasn't afraid of her body. She really um, was with those type that that type of woman that you know she knew she was attracted. She and it showed in her her the way she carried herself, the way she dressed. She just oozed sex appeal and confidence. And she, if you ask most people who was their favorite character, they would say Samantha Jones. So it's a shame, but, um, you know, that's how it goes. Right now we have uh, 28 minutes after the hour. Um, Coming up in the next half hour, um, we're going to be talking about Miss Gabrielle Union. She's coming out with a new book, I think, in, in next week. Uh, a tell-all book called We're Going to Need More Wine. Well, she opens up about a str- her struggle with infer- infertility, and I'll tell you more about it. Also, in the next half hour, Tyra Banks and her boyfriend, Eric Ash- Ashla, her baby daddy, well, they're going their separate ways. I'll tell you what happened. Also, in the next half hour, we were talking about Hugh Hefner. Well, you never guess who might be up to playing Hugh Hefner in a movie. And uh, speaking of um, somebody who's uninhibited, Miss Kenya Moore from the House Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, she's supposed to be gearing up for the 10th season premiere, but there's reports coming out that she's not returning. Because she just recently got married And her husband uh, Does not want to be filmed But I'll tell you the latest Whether she is in or out All those stories and more coming up In the next half hour So don't you go anywhere
boys from his first marriage came into her life, you know, she's she was ready to do this. But she also mentioned that, you know, and it's not just her. Women are constantly being put through public scrutiny why uh, they don't have kids, why, you know, why we're constantly in the spotlight. People feel that uh, we should be entitled to know you know, people feel everyday people are entitled. They feel feel like they they're entitled to know. Do you want kids? And a lot of people have fertility issues. Uh, they say they, it's easier for them to say no. I don't want any kids, like Gabrielle herself, because they know that it's been hard because they have fertility issues and because it's a lot easier than being honest about whatever it is actually going on. I mean, people mean well, but they have no idea the harm or frustration it can cause. Um, people look down their nose on women who, who don't want to have children. You know, just because you're a woman, you know, people start quoting the Bible saying, you know, when women was put on this earth to be, Fruitful and multiply But there again There's a lot of women with fertility issues And then there's women who just Say I'd rather not have any children But they're looked up down They're looked down on, frowned upon Because they figure you know You're a woman, you need to bear children You can't wait till your, your eggs get old You can't what you know what you're doing What you're holding out And some women what they do is that Instead of you know going through the the actual giving birth because it's not easy, it's painful. They rather adopt children. So, you know, you have different alternatives, you know. You don't have to to say that you're a mother, you don't have to be considered a mother because the child didn't come from your body. But uh in Gabrielle Union's case, she's not the only one. There's a lot of women that struggle with infertility. So we just wish her all the best. And by the way, her new book is supposed to be out October the 17th. It's called We're Going to Need More Wine. So if you follow Gabrielle on social media and Instagram, I think she lists the, the cities where she's supposed to be doing her upcoming book tour. And uh, Tyra Banks and her boyfriend, uh, Eric As- Asla, they have decided to go their separate ways, according to Us Weekly. Sources tell the publication that there's no bad blood between the pair, who dated for five years. Uh, Tyra Banks, who's 43, and Asla has been raising their baby boy together, whom they welcomed via surrogate in January of 2016. It's unclear how the duo intend to co-parent in the wake of their alleged split, uh, but they did, however, note that the American Next Top Model host loved being a mom and is very hands-on. It does not appear parenting played a role in the decision to call it quits. Banks, who is notoriously private about both her son and her love life, opened up about her son, York Banks, as love rival, in a heartfelt Instagram post shortly after his birth. She called their surrogate an angel of a woman, revealing details about which features her little bundle of joy had inherited from which parent. And Banks and her longtime beau met on the set of the Norwegian version of America's Next Top Model. And Jared Leto is officially cast in the upcoming Hugh Hefner biopic. The 32nd to Mars frontman is confirmed to portray the late Playboy founder in a true story pick to be directed by Brett Ratner, who we all know directed X-Men The Last Stand. 
the biopic is developed at Universal Pictures. Brett Ratner directorial movie directorial movie was 2014 Hercules, which starred Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Meanwhile, Jared Leto was seen last seen on the big screen in 2016 Suicide Squad as the Joker. He will next star in Blade Runner 2049 along with Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling. His next project is The Outsider. Before he was hired for the Hefner biopic, Robert Downey Jr. was attached to the role. And while The Real Housewives of Atlanta is gearing up for its 10th season premiere, a new report suggested that one of the cast members wouldn't be returning. Kenya Moore was said to be quitting the show after she went MIA during a cast trip to Barcelona. Now, according to Tamara Tattle, the TV star was left out after the other housewives tried to convince producers to include Kenya's nemesis, Kim Zosiak, in the trip in place of Kenya. However, the Don't Be Tardy star denied the claim on Instagram, saying that she was packing to leave the country, and then she had a choice, and she decided that she'll be heading out for the Don't Be Tardy press instead. Now, although Kim declined the invitation, the report claimed that it didn't change Kenya's decision to stay out of the trek. Her spot reportedly was given to former American Next Top Model winner Eva Marcel, who was announced as a new member of the Real Housewives of Atlanta cast for the upcoming season. Now, despite the quitting rumors, a production source told Us Weekly that Kenya has not quit the show, nor has she been fired. The source further explained that her marriage to Mark Daly was the reason behind the backstage drama between the former Miss USA with producers and the cast. Kenya, she later took the Instagram account to to her Instagram account to seemingly respond to the allegations. She posted a video which featured her calmly looking off into the distance with the words, quote, a sitting queen never quits and cannot be removed from her throne, unquote. And tensions seemed to be rising between Tyrese and his ex-wife, Norma. While it seemed that the two were co-parenting peacefully, they ended up Back in the news after Norma claimed that their 10-year-old daughter, Shayla, told her mother that Tyrese beat her so hard that it hurt for her to sit down. Now, according to Norma, the beating happened as a result of Shayla taking money out of her piggy bank. She said Tyrese went into a rage, pushed their daughter to the ground, pinned her face down, put her knee on her back, grabbed her hand with one arm, and beat her with the other. Now, according to the Jasmine brand, Norma court documents allege that Tyrese struck the daughter between 12 to 16 times. She also claimed Tyrese had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder as well as maniac behavior by three psychotherapists, a claim which he denied. And as she told Madame Nior exclusively, Tyrese was verbally and physically abusive to her throughout their marriage. In another interview, Norma said some of the abuse took place when she was pregnant with their daughter. Now, in response to the August 19th incident with her daughter, she filed for an order of protection, which was granted. It kept it kept Tyrese from having contact with either Norma or his daughter until a hearing they had on October 2nd. But now, two days later, the Department of Children and Family Services had launched an investigation, and in the midst of this, Norma is seeking to make the restraining order one that permanently prohibits him from disciplining their daughter. She is also seeking full physical and legal custody. Tyrese has yet to respond to the new claim, but after the original restraining order was granted, he posted an image of the three of them together 
suggesting that Norma was only hurt now because he married another woman. Wow. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another break. And when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day. So make sure you don't go anywhere.
remaining in the show that was some new music from miss fergie featuring Nicki minaj and you already know before i went to the break uh janine aiko who we know very talented singer well i didn't even know she was married well she's no longer married she's no longer a married woman uh tmz report reported that the 29 year old singer songwriter has finalized her divorce from dot the genius now, according to a legal doc, the pair who have no children together have reached a financial settlement. Aika and the Dotla Genius was only married for 11 months. Earlier in 2016, the Grammy nominee surprised fans when reports emerged claiming that she secretly tied the knot with Dot. And in August that same year, the R&B songstress shocked fans again with her decision to divorce the 31-year-old producer. Now, Aiko cited irreconcilable differences as the reason behind their split at the time. In the legal docs, the singer was also asking the judge to deny spousal support for him as they were only married for a very short time. Now, news of uh, Aiko and Dot wedding was unexpected since they never ever seemed to be in a relationship. She just confused everyone more when she formed a duo with Big Sean called 2088, that same year and sparked speculation that they were dating. As a group, the pair released an album, which was also called 2088, and has spent a lot of time together promoting it. They covered Flaunt magazine and said in the accompanying interview that they were both single. They also uh, shared on stage multiple times to perform the song from the record, which later fueled the dating rumor when they made out in front of a crowd during a performance at the Powerhouse in Anaheim. Their relationship was later confirmed in an Instagram post. She wished her beau a happy birthday, along with a picture of the bounce-back spitter putting his arm around her. They have continued to be in a relationship since then. Now, Aiko has one daughter from her previous relationship with R&B singer Orion. They dated from 2005 to 2008, and at the age of 20, the singer gave birth to her daughter, Namiko Love Browner, on November 19, 2008. And Tom Cruise has been spotted on set of Mission Impossible 6 for the first time since breaking his ankle, which put production on hold for over seven weeks. The Ethan Hawke the depictor was photographed at Thornton Country Park in Brentwood, Essex, earlier Tuesday on October 3rd. Cruz seemed to have fully recovered from his injury as he could be seen preparing for some helicopter stunt and some photos obtained by the Daily Mail. Surrounded by members of the crew, the 55-year-old actor was seen flying a helicopter as well as driving a large truck around the set. Cruz looked happy and relaxed, and he was seen at one point smiling while joking with the crew members in between takes. 
Production of the film was put on hold by Paramount in mid-August after Cruz was injured when doing a dangerous stunt involving jumping from one building to another. And according to the studio, Cruz broke his ankle, but an individual close to the production claimed that the actor might have hurt his hips. Um, MI6, which is directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who helms and penned the fifth film, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. The filmmaker also provided the screenplay and served as a producer for the sixth installment of the Action Spy film series. And aside from Cruz, the film sees Rebecca Ferguson II, Michelle Monaghan, Simon Pegg, Vin Ving Rhames, Alec Baldwin, and Sean Harris. They all will be prizing their roles from the previous film with Angela Bassett, Vanessa Kirby, and Frederick Smith joining the cast. And Naya Rivera is backtracking on her breakup. The Glee alum has called off her divorce from a strange husband, Ryan Dorsey, nearly one year after calling it quits. Rivera reportedly dismissed last week the divorce filing she submitted in November 2016 from her 34-year-old husband. She and the Ray Donovan actor were married for just two years when they split. The actor, who had requested primary custody of the couple's two-year-old son, Josie, said at the time that the couple would remain a united front in raising their child. Rivera and Dorsey tied the knot in July 2014 after a whirlwind three-month relationship. Post-divorce, she had a brief summer fling with actor David Spade that included a poolside Hawaii rendezvous. And Vanessa Lachey is responding to rumors that she and Dancing with the Star partner Maxim Shermakovsky are at odds, admitting to Us Weekly that she let him call the shots in the ballroom. Lachey, who's 36, seemingly tried to put feud rumors to bed, telling Us Weekly that Max had taught her a lot in a short period of time. And on Tuesday, people reported that the 37-year-old professional dancer and his Dancing with the Stars season 25 partner were having a big chemistry issue. Now, a report from E! Online stated that Max and Lachey can't find middle ground. Alan Bernstein, who stepped in for Max during Monday's episode of Dancing with the Stars, and host Aaron Andrews claimed that Lachey partner was out of dealing with personal issues, but provided no further insight into what was going on. Now, the network confirmed to E that he'll return to the ballroom next week. Rumors of an ongoing behind-the-scenes battle between Shakoski and Lachey surfaced amid the lowest Dancing with the Star rating in at least two seasons. Deadline reported that the show premiere was down 19% from season 24 and season 23 among adult viewers aged 18 to 49. Just 10.4 million people tuned in for the first night of competition, which left some fans questioning whether the rumored dancing drama was an attempt to draw in more viewers. And fans were disappointed to learn that Fixer Upper will be coming to a close after Season 5, but sources tell Us Weekly there's a good reason behind Chip and Joanna Gaines' withdrawal from the spotlight. The Gaines family announced the decision to end their wildly popular HGTV series after the upcoming season of their Magnolia Market blog on September 26th. Fixer Upper star Ship and Joanna went on to say that the decision was spurned by them recognizing that they needed to catch a breath for a moment. 
Their business have grown tremendously since 2003 when they opened Magnolia Market as a small retail store. And after welcoming their first two kids, Drake and Ella, Chip and Joanna shifted their focus to their construction business. And it's called Magnolia Homes. Now, Magnolia Market has since moved into a 20,000-square-foot barn, which includes food trucks and a bakery, uh, written two books, launched a quarterly publication, and they're not stopping there. In June, Ship and Joanna announced plans to open Magnolia Table, a restaurant, by the end of 2017. So... They decided, but you know what it is? I think they just got too much going on. So when you got too much on your plate, one might have to suffer. So I think that's one of the reasons why they uh, decided not to do this show, their Fixer Upper show anymore for the HGTV channel. But at least, at least they're ending it on a high note because it's still popular. People still watch the show. And, um, you know, when you got too much going on, and plus, you know, you got to deal with your family, one thing might have to suffer. So you have to sacrifice one. Right now, we got three minutes left remaining in the show. You are listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Uh, just to a reminder, don't forget to tune in Friday. Afternoon for a special Friday edition where my special guest will be actress Camille Hyde. Camille is best known as the Pink Power Ranger uh, for the uh, the Power Ranger uh, movie, and she's going to be in a new show. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's uh, called American Vandal. It's supposed to be like a dark comedy, and it's there's a movie. From the same name She's also known uh, She's also going to be in another show called uh, Let me see I think this is the I think she's currently in this show She plays a character by the name of Roxy In Nickelodeon's The Thundermen So uh, she's going to be my special guest uh, Right now the show Has already premiered And she's going to be talking about Her role and her character And uh we're looking forward to uh, talking with her. Also, last week, I'd like to thank uh, my guest last week that came by on the show, Rafael De La Fuente, Candace McClure, and Mark Jackson. Uh, we had nothing but star power last week. You know uh, Rafael De La Fuente from uh, the hit show Empire. He played um, Michael Jamal's boyfriend on the show. He's going to be in the CW reboot of Dynasty. Can't wait. Candace McClure, you know her from uh, such movies as Seventh Son. Uh, she's going to be in the new uh, movie on Sci-Fi, new show rather. It's supposed to be a space series called Ghost Wars, and it's it's one of those. It's it's you can't watch this with the lights off. Um, that's 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 what kind of series it is. It's it's a thriller. It's uh, it's scary. This going to be some graphic moments throughout the show and don't forget to tune in uh on Sunday night uh Seth MacFarlane's The Orville The Orville which stars my friend Mark Jackson he was our guest on Friday he plays Isaac 
And uh, it was just a great week. So if you missed those shows, you can always go back to the archives here on Block Talk Radio. You can also check out the show on our Facebook page. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. Also follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. That's going to do it for me for today. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.